Mm-mm-mm. Here we go. This is why I edit it. <laughs> yeah. Do, 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 do. Man, they make you scroll all the way here. So many, so many, so many damn books. I don't know. Let's just talk about books. Um, that seems safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome That's to, always safe. Welcome to So Many Damn Books. I'm Christopher. I'm Drew. And in the damn library today, we have Maris Kreisman. Hi. Hi. Uh, you are... Do you remember all this? You're the creator of Slaughterhouse. Oh, yeah. Do you remember I did that? <laughs> and um, she's also the publishing outreach lead for Kickstarter. Yes. You used to work as a book editor. Yes. You've done so many different things with books. Yeah, I have. I feel like I've gotten a, a kind of great yeah. view of the whole all the way around. industry. Yeah. What are you drinking there? Well, yeah, I'm only I'm drinking this drink by myself. Um, and I, I, that's fine. I'm all right with that. I'm uh, allergic to tomatoes. I can't. Yeah, you're allergic to tomatoes. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And um, and Maris here is. I'm just a little under the weather, so she's yeah. abstaining from the alcoholic drinks tonight. Yeah. Which means um, I'm drinking for, for three. all of us. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Which uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did make my own a uh, Bloody Mary mix this time for what I'm calling the slaughtering Mary. Um, Bloody oh. Mary, I'm not really sure uh, if she is the actor or acted upon in Bloody Mary. Like, who made Mary bloody? I don't... Mm. Wait. Like, Bloody Mary in the mirror? And she shows up? And she's she is bloody? That's, or is it that she makes you... Yeah, I guess that's the same question oh. you're yeah, asking. Yeah, it's but, bloody or who's know. bloodying what? Yeah. So, uh, this one, I roasted some tomatoes with sriracha on them. And, uh, and then blended those into tomato juice with of course all the things that you put in it we'll have the recipe up on the website so many damn books slash the damn bar um and yeah i highly recommend making your own bloody mary mix that's pretty impressive that's amazing it's really easy especially if you have an emergent pleasure blend <laughs> drinking for three <laughs> there you go yeah but so I bought a bunch of stuff to make Bloody Marys as well as books. Let's talk about what, what we bought. I picked up uh, Jenny Lawson's Furiously yes. Happy, which I'm pretty excited to read. Um, oh, yeah, you got excited about that. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> it's got a great cover. I love the that cover. cover <laughs> just, is that I, raccoon? Yeah. It's like and a, it's like kind of a little glittery. Or it could be a little bear and it's just like, hi. Yeah. <laughs> Arms out. I like, I, I want to hug it, but also <laughs> realize I like probably shouldn't. Yeah. How, how vaccinated are you? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I also uh, just begged and pleaded to get an arc of june the new miranda beverly whitmore novel. oh very uh, nice because i really like bittersweet so mm. i'm excited to read this probably in june mm-hmm. i feel like i can't let that opportunity go by no yeah, that makes sense yeah what about you maris um i recently bought what belongs to you by garth greenwell oh wow um and i read it this weekend and it destroyed me but i mean that you know as a compliment right um good sort of destroy yes um you can tell he's a poet and the writing is gorgeous and i am haunted and it was great do you would you say that it's this year's 
a little life like i feel like it's mentioned in the same sort of conversations i know that like they're very different things i i think she's a big hanya is a big supporter of garth's Mm -hmm. um the book that it most reminded me of was necessary errors which is the caleb crane book oh yeah Um, that beautiful light blue cover with yeah, the white buildings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that like was like students a, in Prague. Yes, and that was like a big fat novel, mm-hmm. but seemed to have very similar themes, issues, um, and and that I also highly recommend. Right. Did you want to mention more? You look like sure. You more. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, did. Um, I also wanted to mention American Housewife, which I absolutely love. Oh, another great cover too. See, and, and my feeling is... Who wrote American Housewife? I don't Helen know this Ellis. One. Oh, okay. Um, I love the book so much and felt like... But it's good because you're a man saying this and I think that's very encouraging because I looked at the cover and it's this woman on the cover that was like... She, she looks quirky, but... I am always more for conceptual cover for fiction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like to be able to imagine the characters in the book myself and I hate when they're foisted upon me. Yeah. Yeah. I that makes that sense. Too. Yeah. Um, and the book is so hilarious and deranged in a way that I don't think is conveyed in that cover at all. Wow. Oh. Hilarious yeah. and deranged. I like the word. Yeah. Deranged. I was going to say I, that book has just I, jumped totally up. Several sold it yeah, it's it's crazy. It up, it's crazy. And I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Our, yeah. Not our, now yeah. it's you again. Yeah. Now it's my turn. Um, I bought uh, the lost time accidents by John Ray, um, which Longtime listeners will know I was very excited that it was coming out <laughs> and I finally found a, a copy. And uh, I also purchased Girl in the Red Coat by Kate Hamer, which is like Melville House is so excited oh, awesome. because they got a really big rave in the New York Times for it. And um, I don't know. I, I always like the like thriller that's coming over from like abroad. I feel like I can't tell if it's because Melville House is so good on social media that they're, they're so everywhere good. they're so good or if the the book is everywhere it kind of actually feels like the book is in more places than than a usual thing yeah for from right. mobile house yeah definitely and it's hardcover all their stuff's been hardcover recently i feel like they're uh yeah. leveling yeah. up nicely <laughs> why don't we just jump right into to slaughterhouse 90210 Great. and uh yeah so I've been following the Tumblr from its very early days. Thank you. But for for any listeners who uh, haven't, uh-huh. it's a pop culture, usually TV or movie, still, and a quote yes. from a book. Yes. That are like uncannily well matched. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um. And I I'm guessing that you've been asked this question before, but I'm curious. Are you? as you are reading and or watching mm-hmm. things, are you like, oh, hey, that scene would be really cool. I wonder if yes. I can find a book for that. Yes. So I, I, doing the blog has definitely changed the way that I consume media in general. Um, every time I'm reading, I'm looking for a quote to underline in a way that I wasn't th- so thirsty for before. <laughs> um, and every time I'm watching TV, I, I'm certainly trying to think of what what is this scene about and, and what how can I summarize it with an apt quotation. <laughs> it's also nice too, because now like watching TV, it's like, I'm working. Uh, <laughs> it's oh, for my job. All I do is work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, has has the process changed since the? I mean, you've been doing yeah. it for so long. What 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 do you? What's the process like now versus before? Yeah. Um. When I first started the blog, this was in. 2009 this is like og tumblr days (laughs) seriously wow (laughs) um and it was meant to be a goof and Mm. i chose a goofy title slaughterhouse 90210 (laughs) um and it was supposed to be about how ridiculous it was when high and low culture mashed up and like so uh, you know, Jersey Shore was a big show at the time. Oh, God. And it was very funny when a Dostoevsky quote would fit well with whatever Snooki was up to. <laughs> um, and, and so that was really fun. But the more I did it, the more I was reading contemporary books um, by authors who are alive and promoting their books. And that became really part, uh, an important part of what I do on my blog, which is like talk about the books that are being published today. Right. So, um, and I wasn't watching as much reality TV, and I was watching, <laughs> I was watching Mad Men and Breaking Bad, and all of these wonderful shows that there wasn't as much of a distinction between high and low as, mm-hmm. as there used to be. Um, and so it's really just became more about how these different mediums intersect. I, I think of um, the the blog as sort of a great sort of explanation for something that I, I closely believe for contemporary fiction, which is just that like, you know, I want to re- be reading the sorts of books that are actually like a mirror of the world that I live in. And it could be a warped mirror or uh, just like a strange way of looking at things, but it's someone who's living now that Absolutely. had these thoughts. Yeah. And so when I look at your blog that like kind of mashes both of those things together, it's like, it's sort of like a nice thing to point to and say like, see, like look how poignant both of these things are when they're put together. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And yeah, my hope is that if you like the TV that's on now, you will find a book that is published now that will go along with it and we can celebrate both. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the sort of find of it too where you know, I'll see arrested development still and I don't rec- recognize the book and it sort of gets me excited about that book oh, as well, which is cool. Yeah, that's It's cool. good for discovery. Do you um uh, in the published version of the book I remember the the first one that jumped out at me is there. I forget what the quote with it is, but there's a photo of uh, Beyonce. Yes. And I was like, oh. It's yeah. a Colson Whitehead quote. Yeah. yeah. From um, Zone One. and It's a zombie novel. It's a zombie novel. Um, but the, the image of Beyonce was the one with, um, I think it was from the VMAs. It said feminist in the background. Yeah, yeah that was cool. Um, and the quote is something like, um, we choose, we find the heroes that society demands. Something, I paraphrase mm-hmm. that weirdly. But um, yeah, I, I, I was trying to make a point that maybe we are kind of zombies in the way that we think of our <laughs> pop stars. Yeah. And uh, maybe we need a wake up call. Do, do you see um, ways in which, because that, like the VMAs, even more than starting with reality television and using serialized TV feels like a, a step further into just using this stuff to reference like pop culture in general. Mm-hmm. I wanted to grow, go broader with the book. Yeah. Um, I, ha- I had this weird constraint for the blog, which was that I only wanted it to be about TV shows. Okay. Um, and it was a weird rule that I imposed on myself just to like keep a focus. Mm-hmm. And for the book, I wanted it to be a little bit broader. So yeah, there are a bunch of pop stars in there. There's a Taylor Swift quote with a, a Joan Didion. I mean, Taylor Swift 
image with a Joan Didion quote. Um, and then there's... Be good the other way around. Too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, um, style. Um, <laughs> um, so you said that you left publishing uh, and like started this blog yes. in the like in the in the desktop there um i don't think the tumblr to book pipeline was a thing just yet but i'm curious if you thought of the tumblr as something that could turn into a book when you first gestated the idea not at first at first it was like i had been a book editor for all of my 20s and when i wasn't anymore um i realized that i needed something that was a creative outlet Mm-hmm. And I just didn't have that, you know, it was, it was part of my identity for so long that I didn't need anything else. I didn't need a side project at all. Um, so it was just this fun, silly thing that I felt like I could do every day that allowed me to like put my voice out in the world just a little bit. Um, and it took many years, in fact, until I was comfortable with the idea of it being a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and partly that's because um, I had to pay per- for permission for all the images that I used. Oh, right. oh, man. So <laughs> I had to wait until I had enough followers and enough, yeah, yeah so that I could get... To get the support you needed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I didn't even think about that because I guess on Tumblr, everything kind of falls under Creative Commons, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what I think. <laughs> so instead of taking screen grabs, I went to photo stock houses and, and found images that I could use. Wow. Um, do you um, do you ever wish that, I mean, have you ever used a quote or a still and then later on like a quote or a still like would work a better with either way yes. and you wish you could reuse? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes very sneakily I will like <laughs> reuse the same image on like the, at least on the blog. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. It seems like there's a large palette so it, it doesn't necessitate a lot of reuse but I feel like some things are so beautiful that you want to use it over and over. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I did repurpose some quotes for the book oh, really? so that we're oh, with, cool. um, with other images or even like... Um, the same quotes that I used on my blog, I used in the book, but with a slightly different image because the screenshot that I used on the blog wasn't available. Wow. <laughs> I'm curious about your role as publishing outreach mm-hmm. at Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, it oh, seems like yeah. so many awesome things come through there. We've been, just been like over the moon about everything Ryan North does. He's great. Uh, and he yeah. has a book coming out with Riverhead. Oh my God, Romeo soon. and or Juliet. Yeah. Yes. So he, Ryan North, for listeners, if you don't know, he's this incredible comic book artist. He writes Unbeatable Squirrel Girl for Marvel mm-hmm. right now. And he has an awesome online comic, Dinosaur Comics. But he's also kickstarted. Yes. And it was at the time. One of the biggest publishing got, projects. I think he asked for like $20,000 and he got like $500,000. Around that. For, yes. a, for a choose your own adventure Hamlet to be or not to be that is the adventure (laughs) and now he has now he went the more traditional route for his follow-up he did um Uh, but i'm hoping that he will come back to kickstarter um if you're listening ryan (laughs) (laughs) um for maybe a little um side project right that goes along with that book so what do you so what is your sort of role in outreach do you just talk to anybody and say like you should come come to me or yeah 
I mean, I kind of look at it like um, I did when I was a book editor. Like I'm going out and trying to find great projects to then bring in-house and get people in-house excited about it and um, to promote it really well. So for me, that means, yes, talking to individual self-published authors is part of it. Um, Reaching out to indie publishers has been a big part of it and magazines and websites. Um, And I'm even talking to more traditional publishers about how we can work together to support authors. Wow, that sounds really exciting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like something that you're sort of it sounds like a job that pulls from a lot, like making up as you sort of go. Is that there's a lot of making correct? up as we go? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, last year we I did um, a campaign with McSweeney's that was really big and great. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And you know, Emily Books did a, a big Kickstarter campaign, mm. and they now have an imprint with Coffeehouse Press, and I can't wait for their first book to be out. Yeah. Um. So it's it's been a variety of different things. It's pretty cool that you are sort of, and I'm wondering if you like ever saw this for yourself, but you're at like at the vanguard in a way of uh-huh. publishing moving forward. Like first with Tumblr, now being at Kickstarter. Like, do you think of yourself in that way of like, oh yeah, I'm one of the first people doing all this stuff. Thank you. Um, no, but, <laughs> but, but let's, let's keep that going. <laughs> um, the, the funny thing is, um, the reason that I started the Tumblr and the reason why I'm at Kickstarter was because the job I took after publishing um, when I was laid off in 2008 um, was kind of a dead-end job. It was at this digital retailer, um, and I was unfulfilled and unhappy, but I love my boss there, and he left the company to go start a new company called Kickstarter. <laughs> so I was very happy when it was time for me to like officially come on board and work with him. Um, but when I was when I was at that job at the time, I was so unfulfilled that I needed this creative outlet. So I started the Tumblr. So um, it just goes to show that even the crappiest situation can can turn out okay in the end. Do you, so you actually uh, did a quote and still for the book that we read for this episode. Yes. Um, so we read Carol, Carolina Vaklaviak's The Invaders. And, um, and what was the... Yes. So the quote from the book is, these women didn't own me. They weren't better than me. They were just younger versions of me and soon they would be me. Mm. Um, and that quote is paired with a still of Julia Louis-Dreyfus guesting on the Amy Schumer show, Inside Amy Schumer, um, in which she plays a Hollywood actress who's past her prime and has to be shipped off on a like a ceremonial boat. Um, and of course, she looks stunning and wonderful and is luminous in it. <laughs> and it just makes everything seem even more ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. she was the perfect actri- actress for that because she was sort of the breakout of of Seinfeld of just like, this woman is beautiful. And she uh-huh. also like played with her um, sex icon status on the show as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And she, I mean, you look at their careers now and she's the one who's still innovating and doing amazing things. Yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah. I mean, not everyone can drive around. <laughs> In a taxi. <laughs> Do you want to explain the book and why you, why, 
I mean, we sort of made you choose yeah. a, a tournament of books book, but why you brought this particular one to yeah, us? Yeah, um, I love Carolina's writing. I loved her debut, which was How to Get into the Twin Palms. Mm-hmm. I have to read it. I really want it's to. $2 radio. It's wonderful. Um, and The Invaders really stuck out to me for a number of reasons. One, because I think Carolina is like a wonderful person and... Um, a great advocate of books Mm -hmm. Two, because the subject matter is so scintillating. Um, It's about a sleepyish suburban um, seaside town and um, the yuppies who frequent the country club there. And you would think it sounds like, Oh, we've heard this a hundred times, but Carolina has done something with this book that has made it feel new and shocking and scary um and 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 that's really why i love it yeah um it's basically two um point points of view you have cheryl who is sort of the um the julia louis dreyfus uh, Mm -hmm. of like she's She's somewhat past, I think she's in her early 40s. Yes. And yeah. she feels like she's past her prime as far as like a trophy wife is concerned. Yes. And she was sort of poor before she was discovered and taken out of her poverty by this gentleman. And so she's been living in this world where she doesn't quite belong right. for a while now. And then the other point of view is the um, husband's son. Yes. From the first marriage. From the so first her marriage. Stepson. Yes. Yeah. And um, he's coming back after being kicked out of Dartmouth for missing too much class. And he's like popping every opiate. <laughs> yeah. ex- he's in the- Bad news. <laughs> yeah. There's, there are some parts where he's just like <laughs> picking out any, just like a pill, like doesn't matter. It is a pill. Yep. Like it, that's the level of, I'm, I'm just chewing whatever like Pac-Manism that comes his way. Yeah. Um, I read this, uh, couple weekends ago my girlfriend and i went to cape cod the weekend it was like really freezing and this is the book that i took with me oh man and so we're like sitting in our our (laughs) with blankets by the fireplace being like this was a terrible idea (laughs) (laughs) i was like looking out the window at this sort of little community and being like i wonder what like this place i mean this book is set in connecticut but i was like this is it's These seven, people yeah. are here. Absolutely, it's when the, the weather's nicer. Of, yes, Hyannisop like, Port instead. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and and that, I guess, sort of the inciting factor of the book is the invader is just like a fisherman yes. who, who who comes by and is and is fishing and doesn't speak English, so of course he is a threat to their way of life. Absolutely, and they do want to like be good. Trump supporters and build a wall. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. The book feels like so it's, precious. I know. It's so now. I know. Um, it is. A, and it's a, it's such a strange book with how it goes back and forth. And I think that it, it might be sort of the dividing line of whether or not you love it or not is how she goes in between these two outsider points of view. Um, because it does seem sort of skewed. Like you feel like you're, getting a very strange um, viewpoint on this community Mm -hmm. from their two sides. I mean, these are the most unreliable narrators around. Yeah. Yeah. Early on in the novel, um, she's like very, like very early in the novel in the first few pages, she's going on a nature trail and, Mm -hmm. um, and 
she sort of is seen by a guy. She sees that a guy is watching her and, um, and like masturb- masturbating. And she, her thought isn't immediately like some horror. She thinks like, uh, finally my summer is getting interesting. <laughs> yeah. And that's like your first thought of like, if you're going to be interested in this book, cause yes. like everything past this point Absolutely. is going to be explaining what on earth she means by, <laughs> by finally my summer's getting interesting here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that that's where the book breaks away from like the comparisons to, you know, she's gotten every kind of comparison you can imagine. There mm-hmm. was like an updike kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, anyone who's tried to skewer society, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, there was a twin peaks reference, which I think is like maybe a, a, a good one in that behind these facades of the, this normal ish town, people are violent wrecks. Right. Yeah. No, there did. There is that sort of feeling of like, log lady ism of mm-hmm. like <laughs> of um just like the guy who comes through and um tuck i think his name is and he's just oh, yeah, always he's like a, ride, riding by on the bicycle and he's, was it, he's a roosevelt no um he's he's distantly related to some, some president, president. Some president. but yeah. like he at one point is like i know i'm not a kennedy i can't really <laughs> get away with this <laughs> I feel like it is a dividing book, though. I mean, if you just look at Goodreads, it seems like people <laughs> fall on either side of whether and what they think of this. Um, and what do you guys think accounts for that sort of divide? You know, my feeling is Carolina does see the world in a very skewed way, and that's why I love her, and that's why I love her writing. Um, I can imagine that not everyone has the stomach for it. Yeah. Yeah. There's something about the way that it, um, it's very uncompromising Mm -hmm. in the way that it presents very complex situations and circumstances relating to wealth, relating to sex, relating to like drug use, relating to uh, emotional, um, I don't know, bitchiness between people. Like, (laughs) and it, it presents it in such a way that, it's, I think it'd be very easy for someone to see themselves in the other characters in this town, like the oh. not Cheryl's and the not Teddy's, and to feel very uncomfortable about the oh, like... Oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I ostracize members of my community for reasons that don't really make sense. I am deeply... So, un- so but, it's like a guilt thing that you... But like, it like, it's in, showing a, their- in a subconscious way, in that uh. way like where you don't, you don't see yourself as... Because maybe you see yourself as the Cheryl, but in reality... There is, there's always another Cheryl. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, you unconsciously like dislike the people that are showing you the worst part of yourself. Yeah. Sort of in that way. Absolutely. And certainly this isn't a book for people who care about, oh, is it the protagonist likable? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, if, not if, a, that's, if that's your thing. If you need a likable then... protagonist, uh, go to something else maybe. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it. I think it was, I thought of it as sort of a, a real modern update of uh, The Awakening. 
Sure. I saw like a oh. lot of parallels there um, of just, and that's what it's Kate Chopin. Chopin. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just like the sort of a lot, there's a lot of parallels of like a community that doesn't understand her and, and, and I think like bringing that forward and then giving it one more side of like, what does, you know, what does Kate, the, the, um, narrator in the awakening, what mm-hmm. does she actually look like to the other people? Right. Mm-hmm. And so you do get with Teddy's um, right. perspective. perspective, you see, you see that what she sort of looks like to everyone else around her as well. I mean, again, in that like very prescient way with everything that's going on politically right now, it just feels like it feels weirdly, especially for if you're not living in a community like that, sort of being able to sort of get a sense of like how, how the other half lives in terms of the rich folks, but also like crazy people, Mm -hmm. regardless of money. They're all nuts. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I think, I mean, I was turning, flipping pages to this book. I was so excited to read it. So thank you for um, re- recommending it. Yeah. It's a pleasure. I yeah. It- and it's got a strange, I have no idea about its shot in the tournament. It feels like it really depends on who gets it because it really is polarizing. And the the other thing about this is that I know that there's a deal with ABC to make it a nighttime Whoa, that's TV really show. interesting. It kind of feels in some ways like at some point she saw like the first season of Desperate Housewives and uh-huh. was like, I'm going to file this away because I can do this better at some Absolutely. point. I was going to say like, it's kind of like David Lynch tries to do Desperate Housewives <laughs> like in a, in a better, like scarier. Like they gave him four episodes of it and you're just like, well, those were very strange. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so it looks it's in the eighth round mm-hmm. uh, and it's up it's a it is admittedly a third round or a third seed which is nice but it's up against Paul Beatty's The Sellout which another biting satire indeed but I I, I think that The Sellout is going to go pretty far me too I, I would almost bet on it to win the whole thing really yeah Ooh, Ooh. that's interesting yeah I it's one of my it's definitely one of my final four yeah that's not what I would choose. I choose I choose the Turner House to win. Ooh. Yeah. Another great one. <laughs> it's always the question of what do you want to win versus what do you think is gonna win? Um I really want Fates and Furies to win. Yeah. Oh, I loved that book. I'm just excited about this tournament. I'm glad that it's starting and now we're in it. We're right before. That's why there's a little bit of um of sriracha in this bloody mary mix <laughs> <laughs> adding a little rooster nice to yeah everything. um and i think i'm going to be adding sriracha to all the cocktails for the entire month so oh my gosh that feels right and as also, long as you don't make me do a shot i'm not going to make you do a shot of, of sriracha <laughs> um which is something that drew did the first night that i met him um yeah wouldn't recommend it it has the consistency of like a gazpacho Ooh. so you're like oh it doesn't really go down as a shot <laughs> Um, and then you st- your throat starts to sort of feel like it's closing. <laughs> Not recommended. I've lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? <laughs> Sorry about it. How did we get here? Where do we go? 
but you know everyone's done their tournament reading so now what do we recommend oh to yeah people let's let's recommend a book or two to folks how do we feel um, um do you want to go first you you look all excited okay. <laughs> queen of the night alexander chi oh yeah um yeah. it is epic um it's you know many hundreds of pages but it uh flies by and it's a historical novel about an opera singer in paris um in the 1800s and it has immense, wonderful detail, and I learned so much about the time period and the opera, but but what it actually is is a like really, really steamy romance. Wow. Ooh. That's a nice pitch. So it has all the smarts that you're looking for in, in a great historical book, but it's hot. Wow. I'm really excited I'm about re- it. Yeah, me too. It's right up there, and I'm going to... I'm so looks so nice, to too. Yes. That, that uh, dust jacket ja- spine dust jacket, is yeah. really... Um, anything else, Maris? What else? Oh, I'm reading... Um, right now, I'm reading Girls on Fire by Robin Wasserman, and that comes out in June. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am loving it. Um, it kind of reminds me of... Let, let me think of... It reminds me of Heather's meets yeah. Paradise Lost about the West Memphis Three. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all a teen kind of drama novel. So yeah. Seems like the sort of thing um, we need to get into what's his face his hands. Uh, the guy that's not the Matchbox 20 singer. Rob Thomas. Oh, other Rob <laughs> Thomas. The Veronica Mars Rob yes. Thomas. Verona, yeah. The I was like, David Simon? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely Rob Thomas. Yeah, that's that's perfect. And, and it it really reminds me of um, Megan Abbott's novels, which I love. Mysteries yeah. about teenage girls who Dare are... Dare Me by her is one of my yeah. absolute favorite books. Yeah, it's I amazing. read that year. It yeah. came out, whenever that was, 5,000 years ago. <laughs> who Who knows? <laughs> There are so many damn books since then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you recommend, Joseph? Um, the second release in the Hogarth Shakespeare's uh, Shylock is My Name by Howard Jacobson. Oh, cool. Former um, Tournament of Books contender. Yeah. Ooh. He yeah. Um, Merchant of Venice is a is a tough play to think about in a modern context because it's, uh, it's just straight up anti-Semitic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, sure. Why not take one of the, like the preeminent Jewish authors of our day, mm-hmm. and he and try to redeem it. He transports Shylock into the modern day oh. and sets him up with this guy uh, Simon Strulovich with like who, a time machine, or no, he just sort of it's like <laughs> it's unclear the whole time if he's real or not, which oh. is kind of cool. Hmm. But so this Simon character is sort of going through a similar thing, like he. Um, that whole pound of flesh thing. Yeah, he's being slighted. <laughs> there's that it, whole thing. the pound of man. Uh, there's a lot of circumcision talk relating to the sure. pound of flesh thing. It's a uh, it's, but also it's like just these two guys. So it's Howard Jacobson basically being like, if I could talk to Shylock, here's what we would talk about, and it it's gripping because it's just these two guys being like, so yeah. How has the world changed? Has it changed? Does it matter? Are we good people? Oh, that, that's the excellent question. <laughs> yeah. I love that question for fiction to 
explore for me. I yeah, I was <laughs> very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, um, great. doesn't redeem the play, but like you kind of you can't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. How about you? I'm gonna recommend one thing that is book related, Ooh. which is I highly recommend uh, spending some time reorganizing your books. Uh, <laughs> I just my favorite pastime. It's- <laughs> It's it, especially if you're like a book collector and a book owner, it is so much fun to go through and look at what you have. And I just um, I just redid the damn library shelves for um, a book shelf full of books I have not read and a bookshelf full of books I have read. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's exciting. Uh, and it was just like a wonderful few hours of just like reveling in all the Did books. Did you take them great. all out and then put them all or, or was there more? It was it was slower than that because at first it was like, did I read this book yet? Mm. And like moving those back and forth. Sure. Um, really fun. Really fun way to spend some time. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of relaxing too. It's oh. incredibly relaxing. Yeah. It's relaxing. It actually, and, and now I have um, a, a picture of my bookshelf of books I have not read yet. That's great. To look at anytime I'm in a, I'm in a bookstore. <laughs> to look at and remember like, I've got so much. <laughs> Do I need this? You just make it your, your cell phone uh, desktop the, or the backdrop. Yeah. So yeah. when you, yeah, when you go to open your phone, uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> can't get anything today. I have, no, I can't. I have to read. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming yeah, by, Yeah, thanks Maris. for coming it's by. Been, like, pleasure. So thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, go and buy her book, Slaughterhouse 90210. It's on uh, newsstands now. <laughs> and uh, the blog is continually updated and always awesome. So Thank you. So at the very least, at the, that's like the least literally oh, that you can yeah, go it's, it's one click. <laughs> and you and, get so much for that one click. And we'll put a few of our favorites, uh, links to some of our favorites on the So Many Damn Books uh, episode yeah. page. Oh, good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, uh, oh, and so now... As far as a little bit of podcast business goes, we are now weekly um, for the month of March. Um, So tune in every week for following us for up to the minute tournament of books uh, coverage. Yep. Recaps, interviews. Uh, Next week, we'll be speaking with Christopher's bet to win it all. Angela Flournoy, author of The Turner House. So exciting. So tune in and uh, we are going to have some really fun times this month. Ha, 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 ha.